0: Welcome to the C4 Podcast. My name is Clint, and I love Christ, coffee, and conversation, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good Wednesday afternoon and welcome to episode four of the C4 podcast. I do uh, want to apologize for the delay in getting episode four out uh, life has just been busy as you all can relate with that said, let's jump in to the episode today in today's episode I want us to talk about being fearlessly bold for Jesus Christ. you know boldness is the courage to act or speak fearlessly despite various dangers. When a person acts boldly, they are doing it no matter the risk. Now, to be clear, boldness is, is not to be confused with being irrationally aggressive. In fact, boldness should be rational and well thought out, but boldness is something that is necessary in the Christian life, and that's what I want us to dive into today. How and why can we be bold for the Lord despite the risk that may come? You know, recently in, a, in the small group that my wife and I attend at our church, we were discussing what made the early church so bold, because the early church is truly a great example of boldness in the face of severe and uncertain dangers. Just think about the way that some of the leaders of the early church died. You know, you've know, you got Matthew. He was killed by the sword. You've got James. He was beaten to death. You've got Nathaniel, who was beaten to death. Andrew was crucified. Stephen was stoned. Uh, Thomas was killed by the spear. Matthias, that was Judas's replacement. He was beheaded. They attempted to burn John alive in hot oil. Now, you know, th- there's some questions about how that all played out, because we know that John was later exiled to Patmos, and he eventually did die a peaceful death, but he didn't escape trials in life. You had Peter, who was crucified upside down, and you had Paul. He was beheaded. Folks, the the point here is, throughout their ministry, these people were facing great opposition. They were facing great persecution, persecution that I would say is hard for us to even imagine at this point in our lives. You know, I think of Paul. Paul endured so many things throughout his life. They all did. But they persevered through it all, even though they knew it would lead to their death on this earth. All right. So the question is then what made them so bold? You see, boldness was one of the first characteristics the Holy Spirit imparted when he came to dwell inside believers. Keep in mind that prior to this point, the followers of Jesus, they had been hiding in fear of the Roman and Jewish authorities, but then the Spirit came and dwelt inside their hearts. I think of Acts chapter 2, verse 4. It tells us this, when the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were staying and tongues like flames of fire that were divided appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different languages as the Spirit gave them ability for speech. Now, just as a little side note, this does not pertain to this episode, but just as a side note, we can maybe a later podcast episode, You know, I'll dive into what this speaking in tongues does not mean because there are churches out there that greatly... Misunderstand this text and they take this speaking in tongues tongues thing and it's just absolutely false. But anyway, for today's episode, you know, what happens a short time after this moment, right? What happens is you have formerly terrified people that became fearless preachers of the gospel. The formerly terrified became fearless preachers of the gospel. And as a result of that, the church spread like wildfire. Acts 4.29 says, And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your slaves may speak your message with complete boldness. And then Acts 4.31 would tell us, When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak God's message with boldness. Look, from that point on, folks, from that point on, when the Spirit came to them, they were consistently well, before that point, rather, I should say, they were consistently fearful and they lacked trust. They lacked trust. But after that point in time, they became consistently bold in preaching the word in the face of severe persecution. Again, from that point on, the ones that were consistently fearful and lacking of trust, they actually became bold, fearlessly bold, in preaching the word in the face of severe persecution persecution. Now that, to me, leads to the next question that comes to my mind. And the next question that comes to my mind is this, why do we not see this same boldness in the church today? I know that's a hard question uh, to swallow a little bit. It's a tough topic that we're going to address. But again, why do we not see this same boldness in the church today? Granted, you have areas where people are this bold. I want to make it very, very clear there are believers all over the world, all over the world, even in the United States, that are bold in the face of persecution. I can name a few of them that, I, that come to my mind, a few leaders especially, but you have Christians all over the world that are facing crazy, crazy persecution. You know, But they are being bold for their faith and praise God for those people and their example. However, what I'm trying to get across here It's not that there aren't bold people in the world. There certainly are when it comes to their faith in Christ. But it does seem as if a large amount of believers struggle with being bold. It seems as if a large number of believers let fear of the world get in the way of boldly proclaiming the word of God. All right. And I say that for several reasons. One, it seems like people are just flat out sometimes afraid to go and share the gospel with people, even in their own backyard. But I also say that because we have so many people, and this is probably the bigger issue here, we have so many people that avoid preaching and believing in the full truth of God's Word. We have so many people that would rather cater to the world around them. And it's largely because they fear what the world is going to think. They fear either persecution or rejection or whatever may come. But because of that fear, again, they, they refuse to stand on the full truth of God's Word. They might pick and choose what they want to pull out of the Bible, but they're going to likely pick and choose what sounds good to people. They're going to avoid the hard things that we see in the Bible that are necessary to talk about, because, again, it's the full truth of God's Word that we are to preach. Now, again, I don't want us to confuse boldness with being mean to people as we look to stand on truth. That's not what I'm talking about. True boldness is lovingly standing on the truth of God's word, no matter what the world says. But again, that key word, lovingly standing on the truth of God's word, no matter what the world says. So I don't want us to miss what, what I'm saying this this afternoon. I don't want us to misunderstand the point here, All right. But back to the point, what's the problem? Right? Why is this the case? Why are we seemingly lacking boldness to stand on truth no matter what? Why do we lack that boldness? Well, there's two things, and, and this is by no means an exhaustive list. You could, you could speak on this stuff all day long, but a few things do come to mind here. And the first one is this, and this one's very, very important, and one that is close to my heart as a pastor. So the first thing that comes to my mind as to why people seemingly lack boldness is because churches have leaders that do not stand on truth. Churches have leaders that are not bold. Look, this one might sting a bit, but there are pastors out there that as they are preparing their sermons, their thoughts are completely and totally centered on catering to people's selfish desires, all right? Sure. As a pastor, I get it. I, I want to be as loving as I possibly can be to people, and I want to even be open to what people think about the messages that they hear. And and I'll also say this: no pastor is above the temptation to to you know cater like this. And it's not that pastors shouldn't care. That's not what I'm saying. But truly loving someone means preaching to them the full counsel of God. That is what it means to truly care for people. That is what it means to truly shepherd the flock. Look, Avoiding something in the Bible just because you are fearful of what people will say about you, uh, avoiding something in the Bible just because you're afraid it might make somebody upset or step on their toes, that completely stunts the growth of the believers around you. And when the believer's growth is is stunted like that, that leads to a lack of boldness. You know, as I think about Pentecost, the, the Spirit of God coming to dwell inside the hearts of people at Pentecost, that was the ultimate and final source of their boldness. Okay, That was kind of the nail in the coffin, right? But keep in mind, The early followers of Christ had the best leader to follow. They had Jesus himself. Now, you might say, well, you know, he was God. And yes, he was God in the flesh, but that was their example. And folks, that is our example as well. There's no one better than Jesus. Part of what led the early followers of Christ to be bold in their faith was when the Spirit came to them, they were willing to walk through the fire because they trusted that the Spirit of Christ would always be there with them. They knew that Christ would always be with them as they faced persecution. They knew that. They trusted in Him. He was the leader that they knew and loved and trusted. And when the Spirit came, again, it was the nail in the coffin. They understood truly that Christ would always be with them in as they faced persecution. He would never leave them. Again, part of the boldness problem in our culture is a lack of good spiritual leaders in the church. Folks, if the desire is for the church to walk in boldness, and it should be, so if that's the desire, the leaders of the church must be trusted to walk in boldness as well. In order for the church to walk in boldness, the leaders must be trusted to walk in boldness as well. People must trust that their leader is going to stand on truth no matter what happens. So leaders set that example. The second thing that comes to mind when it comes to this issue of boldness is we get in our own way. Look, the responsibility can't solely be on the leaders from the church because the reality is churches everywhere are always going to struggle with poor leadership. That is a part of being sinfully, you know, being sinful human beings. So at some point, what has to happen? Well, at some point, people must take responsibility for themselves, right? Look, I want to tell you this, and I'm a, I'm a pastor, but I want to tell you this you are not going to stand before the Lord and say, well, you know, God, my pastor, he wasn't a good leader you know my pastor didn't do a b c or d. He wasn't a good leader. I didn't have a good example. Okay? You're not going to be able to do that because we we all have been blessed with God's word. So we have the greatest example in the word of God. The reality is leaders in the church are going to answer for themselves before God and you are going to answer for you. And again, we get in our own way. Our own fears of the world tend to overwhelm us, and a lot of times those fears tend to be irrational. We, we could go through the list of fears in another episode, but whether they are rational or not, that's not really the point. That doesn't really matter because of the Spirit of Christ dwelling inside of us, as 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us, for God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Actually, I think I used this verse in the last uh, episode, but that was several weeks ago. But again, whether your fears were rational or not, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. The Spirit of God dwells inside of us. And because of that, He has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but instead He has given us a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment. You see, I think many times... We fear because we struggle with God's care for us. As human beings, the reality is, and we can be honest, it's hard for us to fathom eternity. Even Christians struggle with that concept. So what happens is we fear this world because this world is really all that we physically see and understand. It's what we comprehend best because we are physically living in it. You know, This world is currently the reality that we know and we love. We are blessed with this world and we love it. So we fear losing the world. We even fear death because, again, eternity is hard for us to understand. But folks, as Christians, we have to remind ourselves as believers in Christ, as Colossians 3.2 would tell us, to set our minds on what is above, not on what is on this earth. Again, set your minds on what is above, not on what is on this earth. And then when we when we see that, we better come to understand that losing this world is actually a gain, as Paul would indicate to us. I've told the church this several times, and I, uh, I I can't take credit for this. I heard this in a another sermon, but from another pastor. But Paul was impossible to deal with. He was impossible. You know, they would arrest him, and he would convert their guards. They would you know set him free, and he would go spread the gospel, which they hated. And then they would threaten him with death, but what happened? Paul would say, well, you know, to live is Christ, to die is gain. (laughs) We better come to understand, again, that losing this world is a gain, as Paul would indicate to us. Now, again, thinking about these issues, I want to make it clear this is by no means an exhaustive list of why we lack boldness. However, what I will say about the two things that came to my mind is these two things combined are an absolute recipe for disaster. Leaders in the church need to step up and preach the full truth of God's Word in love, and all believers need to get out of their own way, because when both of those things are working, when all the wheels on the car are turning, you have a body of Christ that is complete and lacking nothing. And when the body of Christ is complete and lacking nothing, folks, that is an unstoppable force in the face of whatever may come our way. We actually see this great combination of things in Acts chapter 2 again. After Pentecost, you had this great awakening of the church. Acts 2, 41 through 47 says, so those who accepted his message were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 people, 3,000 people were added to them. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. Then fear came over everyone, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as anyone had a need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with a joyful a joyful and humble attitude, praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. Folks, 3,000 people in one setting. And not just that, you had a continual, continuous amount of people coming to the Lord. And it was because you had this bold and unstoppable force, right? Look, I, I pray that we can get back to this point as a whole. Again, you have boldness in our world today, but I do wonder if we if we see this same boldness that we saw in the early church. I question that. I don't, I'm not sure that we do, but I pray that we get there. I pray that we get back to that point. So again, as we wrap up today, leaders, step up and lead your churches. Be a leader that your people can follow in the face of uncertainty. Be a leader where there's no question that you're going to stand on the full truth of God no matter what. Be a leader that can be trusted. And to all Christians, be a people that trust in the Lord. Also, be a people that your leaders can trust will stand behind them in the face of whatever may come. That's part of the problem too, right? Be a people of God that your leaders can trust to stand with each other and be united front, an unstoppable force in the in the midst of great uncertainty. As Psalms 56, sorry, Psalms fifty six eleven tells us, "In God I trust; I will not fear. What can man do to me?" I'm gonna say that again. Psalms fifty six. 11. In God I trust, I will not fear what can man do to me. Folks, I pray for boldness in the hearts of the Lord's church. I thank you for tuning in to episode four this afternoon, and I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day, and I'll catch you next next time. Thank you for tuning into the C4 podcast. Again, my name is Clint. I love Christ. I love coffee and I love conversation. I hope you tune into the next episode and I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day.